two, one. We're live. This is Retrace, segment number 68 for Friday, December 2nd, 2022, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Retrace is about what's going on out there. Uh, the short answer to that is computer control. We're going to be talking about co- controlling computers today. I promise. just want to make sure all of my things are going to I'm juggling a lot of things here, more than usual. Uh, what do we mean by computer control? I don't know. Let's go back. I can't. Uh, but Retrace is for outsiders. And outsiders are not players. And the computer control game is player-oriented. And so now we're trying to become players by maybe learning some AI. We're going to talk today about... Uh, we're still working on... We're still in the beginning of the AIM of 4E project, Artificial Intelligence Modern Approach, 4th edition, Russell and Norvig. Um, and we, we really landed on page 48 and said, you know, if we're going to front load the math, front load the code so we don't get stuck in a proper study of this, we don't get stuck on things like how do we spin up a, you know, environment or how do we make some code do what we want it to do. We don't want to get tripped up by that stuff. And we, what does the symbol mean? We don't want to get tripped up. So we're front-loading. This is the December to Remember sales event. We're selling only math and code this month. Page 48 is where it all starts. Um, and we've gone through most of it, but the last thing we need to do is, is make our computer do the math for us. We don't, need, we don't need to exhaust the potential of doing math with our computer today. Um, but we need to we need to be in that mentality, and then there's one more step after that. We need to be in the so if we're gonna if we're gonna be in the mentality of you, making computers do the heavy lifting for us, as long as we trust them, trust is a separate subject. I could talk about it forever. You want me to? Should I start? No, I won't start. As long as we can trust the computers to do the heavy lifting, then we should make them do the heavy lifting. That's why we invented them and built them and improved them. Um, but then we have to also consider not just the hardware and software that's at our disposal, but also the ideas, and in particular, the idea of, a, of an intelligent agent. Let's talk about that tomorrow, okay? One thing, um, amendments and corrections, uh, retrace number 67, yesterday's segment. I just want to be clear that a finite series, a series is a sum of sequence uh, elements. Um, you would never say um, a finite uh, you would never say the series equals something. So it's like, think of the World Series in baseball. It's a, it's a thing. It's a collection of games. Um, whereas a sequence is like, you know, the, 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 se- the season's kind of a series as well. Um, the point is, whenever you hear series in mathematics, you're, t- you're talking about something that adds up to a number. Um, and when you're talking about a sequence, you're talking about the elements that can be added together. Series are always made up of sequences, um, or, or elements, you know, um, but but uh, series are are not themselves the sequence that they sum up into. Anyway, whatever, just math stuff. It's just uh, and the other thing. Oh, uh, where should we do this? Uh, yeah, let's look at this. Um, let's look at our notes from yesterday. You should always go to the notes if you're not sure about. No, not that. If you're not sure about something um, that we talked about, or if you're not really sure that we quite nailed it uh because it'll be better in the notes i fix mistakes in the notes uh sometimes um yesterday i didn't make it clear enough when i was talking i said at one point that this 30 was on a was on an exponential curve basically it is on an exponential curve but the thing that that we were talking about being the definition of the exponential function is this is this two raised to the four or 
a number of elements and a set raised to the t. Uh, that's the thing that explodes uh, in the way that f of x equals 2x explodes. Um, and then I didn't have, I had an equal sign here, it should be approximately equal to, blah, blah, blah. Okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I just want to point out, go to the notes. Um, that's, that's, a, that's always a good place to, to get the final word. We can, I, I make the notes after the podcast. All right, shut up. Got to get to the thing. All right, so let's, uh, the thing. No, that's not what we want. That's our script. Oh, geez. You've seen my secrets. Um, okay, so we're back to where we were yesterday. Uh, on the left-hand side, we're going to run code, and on the right-hand side, we're going to have something, uh, basically a text document to copy and paste it in. What are we trying to do? I should say that. We, yesterday, we did some math in our heads. We said, oh, you know, wh what is each element, and then raised to the whatever, and then what does it add up to? 30, and then it's like, oh, I'll use a calculator to figure out, like, what is... 3 to the 14 and all that stuff, fine. But at the end of the day, we should be able to um, use the abundant tools of Python and, and any programming language that we uh, choose uh, to do that sort of stuff. And so we're going to do that today quickly, not, not slowly, not slowly. Okay, uh, so one thing when we're working in Python, <laughs> uh, okay. The, the advantage of Python is that it's cutting edge and it's modern. It's like it's an, it's a language that's in, been invented in the last twenty years. A lot of languages have been, but you know, not they're not nearly as popular as Python. So it's very modern and it's it's constantly being extended with all kinds of libraries and tools and stuff. Um, the downside is that because it's moving so fast, because it's evolving so fast, you have to control it a little bit, or you're going to get you're going to get error messages. This is what I'm trying to get to. This is you have to be ready for, or you have to try to avoid error messages as much as possible um, in the code that you write, but more importantly in, the, in your dependencies on, in, in, or as a result of your dependencies. So that's what we're going to do first here. Before we run this code, I'm just going to tell you one basic way of sort of avoiding a lot of this dependency hell uh, that you might end up in. Okay, so let's have a look. Um, on the left-hand side, you can see two directories, re66 and re68. Those have the code. This stuff's on GitHub, by the way, too. Uh, GitHub.com forward slash retrace, um, as you'd expect. Okay. Um, that last directory, venvre, that's my virtual environment for Python packages. Okay, so um, this is all explained in the readme.org, and it'll eventually be in the readme.markdown.md. Um, but just suffice it to say... We're going to, instead of just running IPython here, um, we're going to start a virtual environment first by typing this. Uh, come on. Uh, bin activate. And that's just like a little shell script that does what we want. Anyway, this is controlling what we do so that we can... Um, okay, so not controlling what we do. It's controlling... Um, what packages are installed with Python. And let's do, actually, uh, the org. Let's just look at it for a second here. Okay, so what I'm talking about is, yeah, let's do that too. Um, deactivate. I know you don't know what I'm doing here, but just, just bear with me. Okay, trust me. You are going to, wait, wait, wait. Just, just listen. You are going to have terrible terrible experiences if you don't heed my warnings okay sometimes sometimes 
You have to heed. And the terrible experiences are going to be, I typed it, but I typed it the way he said it, and it didn't work. I copied and pasted his code in my code, and my code doesn't work. It's broke. Yeah, you're going to be like that. You're going to be that guy or gal. You're going to be that. If you don't just, when I, when I start talking about something like this, you got to listen. Listen. It's not always fun. Okay. Um, so I'm in the, uh, the what, I don't know, what is, where am I? Uh, CD. Okay, so we'll do it up here in the parent, the, the AMA directory. Um, okay, so first I want to show you that I'm using a Python. Oh, come on. I'm, I'm terrible when... Um, that's not supposed to happen. That the completion thing's not supposed to happen. But I, I, it's it doesn't matter. I'll, it's a there's something wrong, but it doesn't matter. There's a way around it. Um, okay, so what I've just <laughs> okay, let's do this again. What I'm showing here is that I'm using PyEnv, the um, the the program called PyEnv, which I got from Brew Homebrew because I'm on a Mac. But you can you can do this stuff anywhere, um, and it's showing that we have the system installation of Python. And the um, and then we have another installation version three point ten three dot ten dot six and that's my Python version and if I just want to make sure so that's the version of Python so if I go Python version three ten six okay you want those two to match you want to make sure that um, and I've I've set it to global so I, I you know but you can use different versions of Python for different projects the point of this the point of the reason you would want to use different versions of Python, or the main reason, is that you're working on different projects, you're doing things in the real world, you're not just fiddling at home, and um, you you can build a whole project around Python 3.09.1, and then they make some change, and you upgrade to the latest Python, then you run your whole project, it doesn't work anymore, or there's some bug backtrace you'll get these horrible error messages and you'll have to and it'll take you forever to figure out that it wasn't your fault you have to first put python itself in an environment and then within that we're going to put python packages in an in, in their own environment on a project by project basis you can learn all this by googling it but i'm just telling you save yourself a lot of grief or don't use Python, but Python's amazing. You can use other languages that are more that, that aren't evolving as quickly. Um, but why? Just do what I'm telling you. Okay. So I'm using um, PyEnv to control my Python version. Okay, that's all I wanted to establish there. Um, and then to create this virtual environment uh, that I'm going to jump over into for the Python Python packages, I just entered this little command: Python. Uh, dash m venv venv is now virtual env is 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 very similar but venv is the is the um, virtual environment tool that ships with python you can use pip env you can use virtual env there you know there are arguments in play, uh, going around for all of them but venv is the one that's installed so uh, that, that ships with python you don't have to add anything so i decided for this for our purposes today we're going to use that so uh, I've already done that so i've already executed that that thing in blue there that uh, that command to create the virtual environment and then just to start the virtual environment, we just type, I, I can never think of a good name for my virtual environment directory. I, n I never like the names I come up with. They're always, they, t they require too, many type too much typing. All I'm going to do here, if you just look, um, this thing that you're looking at here is the, uh, let's see. So I just, I just printed to the screen in sort of a colorified way. This activate file, it's just a shell script. It just does sort of common sense stuff. Um, 
but it, it does what you it, it can changes your it changes your command line environment so that your um, so that your so that it can control uh, what packages uh, in a, in sort of a predictable and sustainable way what packages you install <laughs> um, when you're using a Python when you're building something in Python. Okay, so let's source that so that now we get this little thing over here that tells us we're in the Venv environment, which is what we want, and now we're ready. Now we're in business. And the re the the um the reason I had to do that is because there's a there was in another we're not going to use it today. <laughs> I was like, why would you explain all this? We're not actually going to depend on this. Shut up. I was I started using someone else's code. Where is he? This guy. Um, doing math with Python. This is awesome. Uh, what's his name? Saha. Saha. Um, I start. I thought I was going to do some pretty printing and stuff to the screen, but I decided it wasn't necessary. Uh, and so I'm not going to use this code, but I, if I started out. But then you needed to import um, a Python module. And uh, and when I did that, I knew, okay, I'm not creating sort of a future situation where I can run this code again unless I put it in an environment. So I put it in an environment. And then as soon as I did that, I decided I didn't need it. Okay, uh, so we're back to the screen here. And... This is all done, so we're going to cd to the directory for what we're doing today, and let's look at what we want. Uh, oh, I've got a, I've got an environment for that one too. Okay, I gotta go over and do that. I've got two environments. I don't need that. Uh, exit. Okay, exit. Deactivate. Deactivates my environment. Cd to sixty-eight, and now we're going to. Uh, do this 68 environment. What is it? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Action packed, huh? So now we are in the place we want to be. Let's fold all of this because it's kind of like what I said, but this will all be online. You know, if you ever get, st I don't want people to get stuck with the basics. So I'm putting it in there in the notes if you need it. Um, and fold. No, no. What did I, I forgot what my fold thing is. Region, no, it's not that. Ah, darn it. I tried to create a key binding, but I've forgotten already. Uh, okay, there should be one built in. All right, and then this is the code that I didn't use, so I'm gonna just fold that as well. What the heck is my okay? We just need to do this. Uh, okay, I'll show you how I do this. So, cat dot emac. Oh, no, 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 dot jeez, man, I am off my game. Um, okay, we're going to do that, and then we're going to grep for the word fold, and my key binding is, oh yeah, I just made it easier, okay, um, yeah, okay, let's test it, <laughs> I don't know if I should be doing this, but I'm doing it, uh, so it's just that, yeah, just, just open bracket F with the control, I made it easier, and then I forgot it, okay, I gotta learn that one, um, and we'll just go over here because this is going to sit open and we're going to keep switching to it annoyingly. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's fold some even more stuff. Uh, too much, too much. No, no. Okay, perfect. Okay, so here's the first most basic. This is not the most basic way. This is the most commonsensical way, okay? To, to do what? Jeez, okay. Let's go to... Bang. What do we want to do? We want to calculate... Oh, man... I'm, I'm, I'm learning new skills here. We want to calculate something like this, or even better, an algebraic form where we can plug in the values 
using a computer program. That's what we're doing, okay? Um, this is this is yesterday's notes. Go check them out. Uh, okay. And then, like I said, the stuff's on GitHub. Um, this is what it looks like on GitHub. You go to github.com, retrace, and you'll see exactly the stuff that I'm going to be looking at on the right-hand side of my screen. Uh, the stuff I just folded is here. This is the thing we're just about to talk to, talk about. And then the other things. Oh, I spoiled it. Okay, but I'm going to close it because I keep switching to it by accident. Uh, okay. So now we go back to the terminal and I go back to the terminal. We have to do both things at once. Okay. Um, let's copy that. Let's go over here and go into IPython and clear the screen and paste it. Okay. So what are we looking at here? This just is another function print series function. It takes two arguments, number of percepts and lifetime of the agent. Um, and remember, we're trying to calculate how many entries should be in our lookup table. I don't know if I said that today, but I said it a lot yesterday. So this, this function is designed to calculate how many entries we have in our lookup table. So the first thing it does is it takes, it's, it sets a variable called series equal to the number of percepts raised to the one power. So basically to itself. Um, that it gets the number of percepts up here and it just does a little bit of arithmetic. Then it does a for loop. It says for i in range 2 to lifetime plus 1. I know that's kind of funny. Math and code are like that. Sometimes you have to sort of fence post things and stagger them to get the result that you want. Uh, I think that Python um, for loops are not inclusive. So I think when it tests for the, for the, the, um, the upper limit of the range, which is lifetime here, if it if it's true, then it's it doesn't do the for loop, um, or or you know if it, if the if the it it, it doesn't uh, anyway. That's why you have to do a plus one. So, and we're starting with two because we've, jeez, uh, because we've already done one here. Um, don't worry, this is going to make more sense when you see the expanded version. Okay, so then the for loop says for each um, uh, index in between two and the lifetime of the agent. In our case, we're the first one we're going to do the lifetime of the agent is four. So between two and five, non, non-inclusive or from two to four, two, three, four, it's going to set the series equal to itself plus the number of percepts raised to the ith power. Now, remember a series is a sum of something. So when, when we see a series, set equal to itself plus something, it means we're making it bigger by whatever the something is. Okay, that's all that's doing. And it's going to keep doing that over and over again in a for loop until the index value, the i value, reaches lifetime plus one. I know this is, okay. Anyway, and then once once it, once it the for loop is done, I just want to print the series. That's what this is. All right, let's watch it so we can learn what the heck I just said. Uh, print... Uh, series and the other thing I'm, I can do here is I can set I can name these arguments these keyword arguments explicitly up here so I don't so there are two ways let's start with the number of percepts and our lifetime is going to be as it was in our agent uh, yesterday this should evaluate to 30 bang okay it doesn't prove that the code is correct but that is exactly what we wanted it to say what are we talking about we're talking about that right there those four elements, you got two possible percepts in our environment, four steps in the lifetime of the agent, or four percept events means you need 30 entries in your lookup table. That's all we just looked, that's all we just did. That's the arithmetic that we just did using a program. Uh, the nice thing about programming it is, first of all, you're, you know, if you trust your software and you trust yourself, um, 
you know, if you wrote it, uh, and you trust your hardware, you have to trust everything, um, then you don't have to do all the arithmetic. But if you don't, you have to do some arithmetic to sanity check or get some sort of formal proof or something like that. Um, okay, let's change the lifetime of the agent to three. Uh, not three, five. Ooh, okay. Well, what did it do? So it took um, the... Let's go over here. Uh, okay, so picture that sequence, uh, the, the series, uh, including the sequence. I'm going to try and jump over. Man, I thought this would be easier. Okay. Um, so what we just did is we added a term. The lifetime is now 5. So what would the term look like if it were here? It would be 2 to the 5. Uh, 2 to the 5 is, um, what, 32. 32, right? 2 to the 5 is 32. 2 to the 4 is 16, because 2 times 2 squared, and then 16 times 2 is 32. So our, our program is looking pretty healthy, okay? Uh, if we look over here, the lifetime is 5. It should have added to our previous lifetime of 4. It should have added the number of percepts squared. So our number of percepts was not squared, um, raised to the fi fifth power, raised to the final power. So that was 2 to the 5, which is 16, uh, which is... 32, and that's what it did. 30 plus 32 is 62. And then we can go on and on like this. So this is the, that last term is exponential. What if we go, yesterday I said above about 14. Uh, let's call that big. Okay, now that number, so what we just added is our 16,000 whatever, um, but we added it to a previous sum. It's more than 16,000. So if we go over to, <laughs> uh, come on, there we go. Um, we said yesterday that it gets big for f of x equals 16, roughly 16,000, um, when, when 2 is raised to the 14th power. Um, it's not 16, it's more than 16,000. I said roughly 16,000. But, what, but the, what's, what is that 16,000? It's the last term in the sequence. Okay, so that's being added to all the other terms. And it's, in our case, it's easy. We only have two percepts, so it's doubling. So we have... We, we can see sort of more or less obviously that we added, we doubled this, we added a number double this, uh, double what, it, well, let's have, a, let's look at it precisely. Um, let's say 13. What is it? Okay, so 16, uh, man, they messed up the calendar, uh, calculator in here. 3, 2 times 2, 16, come on, man, you gotta be kidding me, nothing's going right today. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, 16, 3, 8, 2 times 2 is 3, 2, 7, 6, 8. Yes. Okay. That's good. I'm glad that's good because I was afraid it was going to be wrong. Okay. Let's talk for a second. I'm going to show you, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the 16,000. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, no, that's right. I keep, I'll do it. Okay. Mixing the math. Okay. We're doing math and code together. That's what we wanted to do. We spent some day on, day, time on the code. We spent some time on the math. Now we want machines to do our math for us. But you also want a podcaster who's a little bit better at doing this than I am. And you've got one, but he lives two to three weeks in the future. All, all, all there is here today is me. Okay. Um, so the last term of our sequence is always going to be like, it's, it is double what the previous term was, but it's not going to be double what the whole sequence was, the whole series of the previous terms, because, um, because you've, you're adding them. 
<laughs> I don't know how to talk about it. It's uh, it's hard. It's hard. Um, and also, I'm constantly like afraid I'm gonna say say the wrong math here. Okay, whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, that's why you trust the machine. Don't trust your podcast or trust your machine to do the math. Uh, okay, enough of this. This let's just assume our little for loop works. Probably does, right? Probably does. Let's do something else. Let's do it the hard way. Okay. Let's say the number. Oh, geez, I did it again. I did so well the first time that I got cocky, and now I'm all clunky and feeling like maybe I shouldn't have been so cocky. All right, reset. No, I'm still cocky. I'm just gonna gonna persevere here. Okay, so here what we're doing is we're setting a variable. We're doing it without a for loop, okay? So if you don't want to understand how a for loop works and all the little nuances of what how it works and how it doesn't work and how easy it is to do it wrong, that's the most important thing uh, of a for loop or any loop or any control stru structure or anything in a, in a specific implementation language is how easy it is to do something wrong, okay? Well, this is not so easy to do something wrong. This is, this is sort of straightforward stuff. So we, we name a variable and set it equal to two. We name another variable term one and we set it equal to that previous variable raised to the first power. And we do that again and again, just like our arithmetic, okay? Just like we see here, we do here, okay? If this is what it looks like if we do it the hard way. I had to type this. I actually didn't type it. Emacs is pretty powerful for doing stuff like this with macros and other tools. But, um, okay, so this should evaluate to 30. And it does. Okay, surprise, surprise. Um, oh, that's not ideal. Okay, let's reset our memory. Let's do it for three percepts and 14 life events, 14 experiences for our agent. I did it again. I did the wrong, wrong copy-pasty. I'll get used to it. Don't worry. I mean, I am used to it. I'm just concentrating on too many things. Uh, okay. One thing when I copy-paste here, it's because... Gosh, that kind of looked like it worked. Oh, it did because I zoomed out. Okay. Um... This should evaluate to, wait for it, um, well, it's going to evaluate to a bigger number than we dealt with yesterday, but let's watch, okay? So it's like 7 million, okay? But if I print uh, number of percepts, no, 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 term 14, term 14, oh man, I am still getting used to, why... Oh, complete. There you go. Uh, okay, you recognize that number? 4,782,000? Of course you don't. But you should, if you have a photographic memory. What that number is, is our little... Our little uh, 4 million here. 4,782,696. 4,782,696. Okay? That's, uh, that's more confirmation. Now, what that is, is not the sum of the, se uh, the series... Um, that we just described, it is, um, it's just the last term, okay? That's the exponential, that's the, that's the definition of an exponential function, is whatever the last term is of your series is going to do that, but you have to sum all the previous terms to get the, to get the series, uh, total. So the last term here is that big one, but we already had a whole sum of, um, 
life experiences 1 through 13. What, again, are these numbers? These numbers, whoops. Uh, so the 7 million represents the number of entries that would have to be in a lookup table for uh, a three percept environment and an agent that lives for 14 percepts or experiences. Um, and then the 4,782,000 number, that is how many entries in our table out of the 7 million were added at the last step, at, at term 14, in the last moment of its life, in the last moment of its life, it, it like doubled. It, it added like 50% more to the, no, 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 it doubled because it added more than, it added more than 100% because, because at moment 13, let's see, um, actually, let's just do the whole series. Oh, I don't want to use this code. Oh, I don't want to do that. Okay, yeah, I have to. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. To find out the answer to the question about which I care, we're going to do this again. I keep clearing memory. That's why I have to put these things back in here. Um, okay, print series. And we have a lifetime of 13. So what you just saw above is that 7 million entries in a lifetime of 14, three percepts, and... And of those 7 million, um, four, almost 5 million were added at the last moment of its life. Let's see what the total was. You know, this is another way of just doing the subtraction, but we're going to do it the fancy way. The total was, and and where's my calculator? You know, I'm just going to stop using the computer calculator because it's a pain in the butt. Um, well, it's not that much of a pain. Look at me now. I'm typing manually. Um, all right. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so, no, I have to. Okay, so four, seven, eight, two, nine, six, nine, two, nine, six, nine. I promise I will never do this again. I know this is terrible. Two, three, nine, one, two, three, nine, one, four, eight, three. Oh man, I hope this adds up to what it is. Seven, one, seven, four. Thank God. Okay, so those two numbers add together. Uh, <laughs> that's how uh, how big the step changes are. That's why this is. That's the explosion. Okay. When we talk about combinatorial explosion, when we talk about 10 to the 800 billion or whatever it was, 600 billion entries in the table for one hour of taxicab photo, ta taxicab video in a lookup table, that's why the table-driven agent is doomed. But the reason we did it this way today is to make the computer do the work. And and I, I hope that I've... What? It doesn't matter. Hope that no, there's no hope. I did it or I didn't. This went on way too long, but I'm sorry. I, I'm with you. Like the okay, I, won't, I promise I won't do it again. Uh, okay, I'll, I'm, just, I'm just stopping. I don't think there's anything. Is there anything else in the code that I need to discuss? Oh no, I kind of did that. Yeah, I did all that. Okay, cool. Um, nope. Yep. All the notes will be on our website, retrace.com, R-E-T-R-A-I-C-E.com. PDF notes. They're in the RSS feed. They're uh, in the YouTube channel notes. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Look, you got to start somewhere, okay? I kind of liked that the first one went pretty well. The second Cody one didn't, didn't go so well. Um, but it is what it is. I'm telling you. Two, three weeks from now, oh, man, it's going to be off the hook. Uh, and the other thing is tomorrow we have <laughs> – I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I'm not going to say it. I kind of already said something about it, but I'm not going to make any promises. All right. This is retrace segment number something. Gosh, I'm going to get really good at this. Um, 
Where is my stuff? Don't do this to me, fate. Retrace segment number 68. Uh, all references will be PDF notes. I said that already. Same time tomorrow, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Signing off. <laughs>